Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Danielle Connor, Casey Lansky. Yes. Lovely. Awesome to have you. Um, these are the owners of Retrograde Coffee. And um, yeah, Retrograde's in Sebastopol on Main Street. And really awesome. I love what you guys are doing there. Thank There's you. been a lot of uh, coffee shops in that little spot. Yeah. And that, that's a hard thing to break through for a business. So. Congratulations on, on being there for as long as you have. Thank and, you. Yeah, um, it was really, it was really scary, like going in, knowing that there had been so many cafes and like such a quick turnover between the previous two businesses that were there too. They were both there for less than a year mm -hmm. before they yeah. sold, and now we've been there for a little over three years. So awesome. yeah, it's been really and awesome. Your product is. Spreading its tendrils out around <laughs> the landscape. I see you guys more and more. I love the um, your blue cups and like stuff yeah. like that. Really like establishes you and, and yeah. makes it memorable. You know, there's kind of that New York blue cup thing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, yeah, yeah. has that thing, and that's really cool. Um, it reminds me. I grew up in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. where, where are you guys from? I grew up down in Southern California until I was about 20. I moved up to the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Fremont, from the East Area. Okay, so pretty local. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. There's like that classic, there's like cups for cheesesteak places that are yes. hats and Geno's. Like you'll see them like on the side of the road, but that's like the, uh -huh. like, you know, you're like, oh, I know that spot. And then, like, yeah. that brand recognition is really important. And totally. I see you guys killing it on social media. Thank you. Of, like, of just some 10, 20, 30, what, how many followers are you right now? I think we have like 19, a little over 19k awesome. right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great and you know, not that many of them are local either. Uh -huh. um, we do have a pretty big majority from like Santa Rosa and Sebastopol, but then otherwise we have a lot of followers like in the UK and just places that I didn't cool. realize that we were capable of reaching uh -huh. and we wouldn't be without those platforms Are you guys too. running that yourself? I do all the social media. Yeah. yeah. Cool. What um, have you put a research into that? Is it kind of like learn as you go, and can you walk us through that process a little? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it is just kind of experimenting and learning, um, just as you go along, like what works and. As Instagram has grown to like the insights have gotten a lot better too so you can really see your performance on there and how that's doing and just kind of do little like tests mm -hmm. to see what happens yeah. I mean I don't we don't like really sell much considering like how big our Instagram following is uh -huh. and since they changed the algorithm like it's really our reach has really changed a lot uh -huh. on there too but it's just kind of a fun way to engage with people and People who don't get to come to the cafe mm -hmm. every day or, you know, just see us in the same way that you do. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Where did the idea of retrograde, the rocket man and all that come from? Is that, did it have a story or is it just a cool thing? Any inspiration? Well, we had a friend of ours um, that was a graphic designer and we thought a space themed uh -huh. brand would be a fun way to just honor what we enjoy about you know, curiosity and just tying that into coffee somehow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, after a few drafts, like we kind of had the idea of the astronaut being just a really awesome 
individual to represent us. Uh -huh, totally. And then with a coffee cup, like it just kind of felt, it just really connected yep. to, to our lives. Yep, cool. And yeah, know. and to like who we are as people too, because when we started retrograde, Casey was working for Blue Bottle Coffee at the time, and okay. we were living in Oakland. And specialty coffee and third wave coffee was really like, making more of a presence mm -hmm. where we were at in Oakland, but I felt like something was still lacking. And my first coffee job was at Pete's Coffee in um, this little North Oakland neighborhood right by the Claremont Hotel. And we served so many regulars there that it had this, even though it was a corporation, it had this like amazing hometown, like community feel to it where- yeah, like how retrograde is now, like, and that's what we really were striving for, and we knew that with our brand, we didn't want it to be really serious, like, we wanted it to be fun, and that, you know, the spaceman really represented that, that it was something that, you know, it's just kind of silly and fun, like, you look at it, and it makes you feel good, and, totally. and you don't feel like it's so pretentious, and that you, you're not like part of the club, you know what I mean? And that's, like when we came up with it, that's how we were kind of feeling, like we want really good coffee, but we want it to be like for everyone, and for everyone to feel like it's for them too. Uh -huh. Well, I like feeling like I'm part of the club a little bit. You are! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you have Even your own button in the POS, you totally are! <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that inclusivity is, is I, I feel you on that. And could you talk, uh, for people who don't know about first wave, second wave, third wave, what that means in terms of coffee and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, you have the first wave of coffee would be like when coffee was becoming really present in people's homes and becoming a part of their daily routine, really just for the sole purpose of like, I need my coffee so I can get going in the morning. What year does that? go back to it, Ooh, I, I couldn't like, tell you exactly when but I would I would say around when canned coffee was yeah really, like, you know not a lot of that coffee was serving the military's purpose you uh -huh. know to like we gotta like get these people fuel and I think that kind of just became mainstream for America too we're uh -huh. drinking coffee at home we can it's affordable you know because it could be treated as a luxury uh -huh. prior to that like the access to it you know we have access to it and we're brewing a lot of it at home. Yeah, definitely. And this is probably like the 50s. Yeah, pre-1990s for sure. Because then once you got into the 90s, you had more of that second wave. Even like the 60s when Alfred Peets like started. True. That was like the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. So I think yeah. the development that Peets and Starbucks made then, uh -huh. I would call that the second wave. That was 60s, 70s all the way back? I think so. Uh -huh. Because that's like what like you a couple want. was that like a couple shops that opened up and that was like the, the beginning or is that no I think it's a it's a bigger it's thing. a movement it's really hard to define a lot of the podcasts with coffee professionals where they talk about this they're constantly contradicting themselves and being like well wait maybe it was this was the moment I'm sorry I'm, that's well, interesting. yeah because I think it was really more so like with second wave coming in into the nineties because that's when you really saw like the spread mm. of like Starbucks and Pete's like become like popping up. So more. Starbucks is second wave. Yeah. Let me just check this really quick because I had a um I had a um a podcast get I had a little storage on my phone once and it disappeared. So oh. I'm, I'm just checking. I'm like, okay, just it's still going. Yeah. yeah. So 
one-man show, so I don't have, right? like, I don't yeah. have a sound guy. Yeah, and, totally. And, and, like, we're good. You're doing yeah. all of it, yeah. You can pretend there's somebody back there. Yeah, right? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, because in... In the 90s, like you started to also see it more in media, and like you said, Central Perk, and mm -hmm. people really starting to like identify with that and identify. coffee culture and having their own special beverage and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, having their own special beverage and the modification, like that was what I really attribute like a second wave to, where like I can go anywhere and I can order what I want and they can modify whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, you know, that was a really big part. I mean, my coffee career didn't start until like later in the 2000s, but I remember when I was working at Pete's, like that was such a thing, you know, remembering mm -hmm. your regulars order that was like, just had so many modifiers on it. Just insane. <laughs> Decaf, non-fat, five pumps of vanilla, one Splenda, you know, extra foamy, extra hot. Um, yeah. But do this first and then do that oh, last. It's, it's, it's a lot easier to memorize people's beverages now in, third in the wave. third wave. <laughs> yeah, and the, then the third wave came more in like the 2000s mm -hmm. where you started to see people just having a more detail-oriented approach mm -hmm. to coffee. For the, um, for the sake of the coffee. Uh -huh. Yeah. It, you know, it's not about what the person wants. It's almost like what the coffee asks for, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, there's some, there were some really... Um, aggressive and just really unnecessary moves to remove sugar, uh -huh. remove cream, you know, really uh -huh. force people to have less choice. Taste. Yeah. yeah, and even just taste what you are controlling. And uh -huh. it's, it's a little over the top in, in some sort of hospitality sense. Uh -huh. For sure. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, many of the fourth wave in the mid 2000s where people were starting to roast their own coffee more, and you would see more like boutique coffee shops coming up that are doing their own thing, roasting their own coffee instead of serving mm -hmm. someone else's. And then you have the fifth wave. That's, well, yeah, well, I, I train people on this when they come to work at Retrograde uh -huh. because we don't necessarily fall into one wave, uh -huh. you know, and as you have more waves of coffee coming, then, you know, your brand's gonna evolve too to kind of meet the needs of what your consumers are caring about too. Uh -huh. But with the fifth wave, it's more like scientific approach to things, more like precision, water quality is part of that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, I feel like we're kind of a little bit of like, a little bit of all of it, you know, cause I, I love that, you know, being the third place for people. Mm -hmm. So your first place is home, your second place is work, and then you have your third place. Uh -huh. And That's for cool. some, I guess for some people who work at the cafe, that means they're like second and third place is us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think some people actually make, come and make their place the second and third place yeah. in their whole office yeah. space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can't separate. Yeah, it's true. Bring your whole desktop computer to retrograde. <laughs> I saw it the other day. I was like, mm. I know it does happen. You guys happen. are so patient. I, I, I know, I it's, <laughs> you know, it's really hard, like that part is really hard because you uh -huh. want, I mean, I want people to hang out, but yeah. I don't necessarily want someone to bring their whole like 20 inch screen well, it's, monitor. It's real estate and, yeah. and uh, McDonald's put a lot of effort into making their chairs uncomfortable and the colors hard to look at mm -hmm. to move people out because totally. the goal, because your customer is not finished until they're actually till the space is clear, right? True. Yeah, it's like a, 
yeah. a kind of they put a lot of effort into that. I was reading that in a book the other day. It's pretty interesting. Like people researching, like how do you make the chair make you want to get out of it? You know, you put like yeah. that little arch in the wrong spot yeah, and kind of a dip to the bottom. Okay, but then you have people who bring their own chairs or like their own thing to sit on to make the chair more comfortable too because like we had fabric chairs that had a little bit of cushion and then we replaced them with a harder chair that doesn't have any fabric to it and I've noticed there's a couple people who bring their own little like butt cushion. Again, so, okay, you yeah. guys are really patient. I've, I've watched a little some uh, scroll through some Yelp reviews and just how you deal with people is really uh, I really admire that uh, Thank you. kind of honesty and and you know people who didn't say anything at the time and like hey like say something at the time and I think that's really good uh, service industry etiquette for people to learn is like talk and have a conversation and, and yeah because uh, you don't want anyone to leave feeling like and I think this is like in general in life like I don't want anyone to leave an interaction with us and feel like it's unresolved mm -hmm. and like I'm so upset about it still that like this is the only way I can let it out now mm -hmm. to make sure it gets to the right person mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so but I think if people feel empowered that it's it's okay and like mistakes happen and yeah our baristas are pulling like you know hundreds of shots of espresso every day and right. sometimes maybe they're not all going to be perfect or Maybe the order didn't get right through right, it happens. One of the things my teacher says, if you do a hundred of something, one of them was the best. Yeah. So like, if you're working all day, like adjusting all of the variables, there's so many variables in coffee and I don't think everybody realizes Definitely. that. And you know, constantly adjusting, same with egg cookery and in culinary it. skills. It's like, cook an egg the exact same way twice. Good luck. Like it's gonna be like a little <laughs> bit shaped different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like everything. It's like a dialing it in. You know. Definitely. Um, We're different people every day too. Right. You know, every day mm -hmm. we show up to work a little different than the person we were the other day, and it's not really like a good or bad thing, but you're just gonna have a different experience. And yeah, if you know, part of what we really wanted to do was keep everything very manual but precise so we weigh everything um but we're still manually pulling our espresso shots from you know the grinder to pushing the button on the machine and seeing how much your espresso weighed on the scale mm -hmm. so it's never gonna be like the same yeah <laughs> unless we were robots and yeah, even exactly. if we were robots no, it might not be. can't even do it that's the thing it's <laughs> there like, you go right like, <laughs> Can't automate no, you can't automate <laughs> perfection. Like it's it, everything has a slight. I mean, your iPhone maybe is like <laughs> there's like yeah. there's like tiny little hairs of, of <laughs> variability. You know. Yeah. What, what are you gonna do? Can't make you a copy that. No, but it gives you the opportunity to make every to strive beverage a better and yeah. better and mm -hmm. better beverage. And yeah, you just have to have that uh, yeah goal of excellence and yeah. acceptance when something bad happens that you have an opportunity to make it better yep. and you know we, to empower our employees with that you know it really extends to the community when they have an issue mm -hmm. you know they feel like they don't have to just reach out to the owners they mm -hmm. can just step right up and say hey i'd love you know maybe something else this is not working for me is it
surprise guest. Really quick, early coffee memories. Like, coffee's super nostalgic. One of the things I really, like, love about food and art in general, but mainly, like, food and service industry, like, hitting those nostalgia points with people and, like, bringing back memories. Like you said, you're kind of third wave, like, you kind of have aspects of these historical markers for coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like I think having like syrups and stuff give people that like ooh I like the, my vanilla syrup and I like my whatever marshmallow yeah. syrup. <laughs> um, but do you have like memories from being a kid or like how did coffee enter your life? Do you have a, a memory of that? Well, I grew up. I was like a little kid in the '90s, mm -hmm. and my parents drank a lot of coffee, and they would go to work early in the morning, and I, I had the room loft upstairs so whenever they made their morning coffee I could hear the, the you know Mr. Coffee sputtering when it finished uh -huh. brewing and then I could maybe smell a little bit of the coffee and then the creamer came out right and the vanilla creamer <laughs> smell with the coffee would waft up into my bedroom and I, I was pretty familiar with the aroma and then at some point when I was maybe 15 or 16 I just had a cup Mm -hmm. put a bunch of those creamers in and it felt just as um, pleasant as I ever imagined it could have been because uh -huh. I finally connected the taste to the aroma. That was a really powerful experience for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember like similarly the Mr. Coffee Maker, like the loud sputter at the end <laughs> that it makes once it's done. But I, you know, I really remember being old enough to like learn how to brew the coffee in there and I used to love doing that. I didn't drink it. I was probably like between like nine and ten years old and I still remember it was 12 heaping scoops into the pot of coffee with the Mr. Coffee Maker and then fixing my mom's coffee up with like the vanilla coffee make creamer. Like every household had that I think. Um, but I never really drank coffee until I was in high school. And even then I, I kind of use it more in like a social way than just to get caffeinated like it was just a place to hang out with friends and not really was such a part of my like being a teenager after that especially once I could drive and we had this one cafe that I would always hang out at with friends I can't remember the name of it in Fremont um it's in this area that's called Five Corners kind of ironic and um yeah, you would just like hang out there and just drink like a million cups of coffee. And I remember I would go in there and I'd be like, which one has the most caffeine? And it was the Peruvian coffee, which probably wasn't true that that- They were just like- They were like, just give her the Peruvian <laughs> color. Yeah. But I loved it and I would go in there and I would, you know, order the large Peruvian coffee and I always wanted to work there and I thought the baristas were so cool and they'd like come out and, you know, smoke cigarettes on their break and, Listen to really cool music in there, but it never worked out. I never got a job there. Oh. I know they missed out. <laughs> yeah. I remember drinking my dad's cold coffee that he was really? in the cup holder, like maybe oh. that same day, like yeah. even or maybe even the next day, or oh like God. winter time when he had his coffee and, and like you, that'd be out in the car waiting for him and just like, mm, I'll try it. And like, you like it? <laughs> So you guys are expanding, you have a GoFundMe, um, so everybody out there can go support and... Yeah, uh, donate. Yeah, moving into a 
twice the size. Um, yeah. And I think that's super awesome. Really excited for you guys. Thank you. Um, started some construction, yeah. Just about a little, 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 little bit. Tiny bit. Little bit. Some, some minor demo. Yeah, we're waiting on our building permit until uh -huh. we can really really, you know, just hammer it out, but well, it's good probably another week or so. You have a website yeah. or a link on your Instagram for the GoFundMe? We do, yeah, there's a link on our Instagram for the GoFundMe, um, and it's on all of our social media pages, it's on our website, retrograderoasters.com, too. Awesome. Yeah. Lovely. Um, any questions for me, you guys? No? I want to know what you what you like about coming to retrograde and what makes you want to come back totally um, and bring your daughter there yeah because you bring your daughter into retrograde which i think is really awesome uh -huh. and i would love more families and like people to bring their kids in uh -huh. too i think like that that nostalgia thing is is a big part like i i love making a memory for her to like it's like one of the things we do for breakfast is like in like are we doing this or are we going to retrograde? Like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like, um, and I think, you know, talking to you guys, one of the things that I see all your people, all your employees are stoked about your product. They're stoked to work there. And that's um, not always the case. I think every successful food service, every like, shining star it has that where, where everyone's excited about what they're serving and they're excited to consume it themselves and that is unique um for restaurants like you don't have sometimes servers haven't even tasted the dishes on the menu and yeah. i think that's like a huge where you're like you need to like why are we all diving into this stuff you know is, is anyone excited about what we're doing here and the answer is no like often and and yeah, I see you guys putting in a lot of effort to to fine tune and to keep your people happy. Do you watch Gary Vee? No. 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 So Gary Vee, he's what inspired me to do this podcast. When I watch, okay. when I see your Instagram, it reminds me a lot of of a lot of things. Gary, he's just like post, 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 like forty a day. Oh my like, god! Go go, wow. go 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 go. Like, yeah. Make big content and then cut it down. Like make yourself like a whole like gamut of things to just keep mm -hmm. producing, right? And um. So I see, I see kind of a lot of the things he is suggesting for entrepreneurs and startup businesses and, and businesses that just want to grow in general is you guys are hitting a lot of those marks. Oh, and, cool. And I'll check him out. Yeah, he's really awesome. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, totally. um, but yeah, that's why I love you guys and, you know, it's a delicious product and, and you know, that's like first and foremost is like... Do I like this? Yeah. Oh, I really like it. And I've been, I, I worked at that spot before yeah. it was your spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to see what it is now. I guess cool. it's not where I was working. I like oh, that's that's awesome. spot, so. um, And yes, really, uh, you guys have a like Main Street spot. It's the centerpiece of Sebastopol, and you got oh, you got sweet. some people muscling you. You got Pete's moving in, yeah. and Starbucks moved location, and, yeah. and another one moved in over there. You know, and it's that's business. It's competition, it's, and you know, but uh, yeah, congratulations. And, thank, and you. Thank, you very much. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for so coming. Great. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah, yeah, thanks for answering that too, because I always. Cool. I, you know, I think I, we assume, but I really like to know 
drives people to come back and yeah. yeah for you especially like I remember when you one memory really sticks out of my mind when you brought your daughter in like years ago and she was really sick and she was like bundled up in a blanket and she was Aww. laying her head on the communal table with you mm -hmm. and you were like trying to get her to feel a little better like sit up drink some water maybe and she was just not having it so I brought over the crayons and the coloring book oh. and you guys like hung out in it. It's just really sweet to see those interactions there. And I feel like people coming in and having those interactions and bringing that energy to it, it makes the space what it we, is. We brought a board game in once. We played, oh, we played Stratego there. That's yeah. awesome. She wants to do that again too. Oh yeah, definitely. Once we're expanded too, we're gonna have like a whole game area and more books and more stuff for kids. We're working on the courtyard right now too, so. Yeah. That was a big memory of mine with my high school friends. We would go like during an open period and have coffee and play some board game. And yeah. sit there for hours and hours and drink the most caffeinated coffee. <laughs> Favorite board game really quick? I, I'm trying oh, to remember oh, what we would sorry. even play. I'm sorry <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I loved that game as a sorry kid. Is a good one. I liked it because you could be aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's hope and let's go. All right. Space, cool. uh, thank you so much. Thank you for so Excellent. much, Luke. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs>